Welcome to Green Pastures Broadcast with Bishop James Hansen Saki, presiding bishop of Christ Church Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. Perception. The power of perception. Say the power of perception. To perceive means to see, to have a mental picture of something. And your success or your failure, either in God or in fulfilling God's purpose for your life, hangs on your power to perceive. Amen. In other words, the subtitle of the message is, What are you seeing? What are you seeing? What are you perceiving? Because the Bible says in Proverbs 23 verse 7, For as he thinks in his heart, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. Tell somebody, as you think in your heart, so you are. As you think in your heart, so you are. So what you perceive of yourself, that's exactly what you become. Because the mind is one of the powerful things that God made. Whatever we perceive, how we think, how we the picture, the mental pictures we have, that is exactly what influences us and that's what we become. See, the world is a mysterious place because it was spoken into being mysteriously by the word of God. The Bible says in Hebrews that we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So everything we see on earth has a controlling power in the realm of the spirit. And the mind is a very, very powerful thing. See, your perception determines your victory in life, what you perceive, how you see yourself. In every situation where you find yourself, exactly how you perceive the place, how you perceive yourself, how you perceive that home, how you perceive that man, how you perceive that child would determine the success or failure of that situation. So when we come to a place where we are looking for victory, I want you to understand that your victory is determined by the attitude of yourself. Because you see, the perception determines your attitude. And then that attitude determines your success or failure. How you perceive anything will affect your attitude. And I want you to understand that in life, success or failure is determined by attitude. Somebody shout attitude. Hallelujah. Attitude is the key. There are people who may not have what it takes to fight, but when they have a positive attitude to fight, they may defeat an enemy. They will defeat an enemy. They will defeat an enemy. It is said of some very interesting people in Ghana. They come from the coast. They are called the guns. Even when he's on the ground, he's still telling you, when I get up, I'll beat you. And by threatening you that way, 
Before you realize, he has actually flawed you too. Because his perception is that he is not accepting defeat. And he's making threats even though you have put him down and your leg is on his neck. So long as he has breath in him, he's still announcing to you, when I get up, I'll beat you. And he keeps on announcing it until he's able to get up. And for some reason, he will deal with you. So your perception in life determines your attitude and your attitude is also determines, that also determines the victory or the failure that you will have in life. Are you here? So as a man thinks in his heart, this is God's word. He has already assessed all of us and he says, as a man thinks in his heart, that's exactly how he is. So how do you perceive yourself as a believer, as a Christian? How do you perceive yourself in your current situation where you find yourself? That is what is going to determine your success or failure. Because the moment you start perceiving that you are a failure, you become a failure. Because I've come to realize that failure is not an event, it is an opinion. The moment you form that opinion that I am failing, you will fail. The moment you form an opinion that I have a useless child, the child will be useless. The moment you form an opinion that you have a foolish husband, he will become foolish. Because your attitude towards him will show that you don't respect him. Once you form the opinion that he's foolish, you are definitely going to behave disrespectfully towards him. And you will see the foolishness that will come out of him. Are you here? So, everything in life, scripture says, as a man thinks, so is he. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart. In other words, guard your thinking, for out of it are the issues of life. Amen. As you think in your heart, so you are. Please come with me to Numbers chapter 13. Perception is everything. How you perceive that child, how you perceive your church will affect your attitude towards your church. If you believe God is here, your attitude towards this house will be different. If you believe we are just joking, you also joke with what we are doing here. And you miss out on God and others will come and receive from God. So every attitude is informed by perception. Are you here? Are you here? Are you here? It's, it's true. I mean, there are certain people, you see them, and you find out that you would think they don't respect. You know, one day a man reported the wife to me and said that, Pastor, she doesn't respect at all. And I said, really? She doesn't respect? Say yes. She's very rude to me at home. She insults me. You, you need to come to my house to see what she does to me. And when she comes to church, she behaves as if... So I said, so do you believe that she doesn't respect at all? She, she doesn't have proper training. He said, no, something su surprises me. Because the way when she sees you, she respects you. It makes me realize she can pick and choose. That I am not important. You are very, very important. Are you here? You see, that woman's attitude is perception. He perceives the husband in a different way and perceives me in a different way. And therefore, her attitude towards the two people is different. It means that she can show respect, but she has perceived I have a useless man. And so my attitude towards him will be that of rudeness and disrespect. 
And when you show disrespect and rudeness, you will not get blessing back. You, you may, in the case where the person doesn't have self-control, you may get beatings. But we don't endorse that. Are you here? You may get, you may get treatment that you didn't pray for. You may get mistreatment and abuse because that's what you are sowing. I came to announce to you, your attitude will determine your altitude. But that height in life depends on your perception. How do you perceive the situation? How do you perceive that environment? How do you perceive the, the church, the people you are working with, the people you relate with? You yourself, how do you perceive yourself? Because if you believe you're a failure, even when success is handed to you, you will still fail. Because your attitude will make you fail. Because you have formed an opinion, I am a failure. Or because somebody told you that you are a failure. The words of teachers are powerful. Once you are told at an early stage that you are useless at mathematics, so be it. Even when one plus one is presented to you, you have formed a mind, this thing is too difficult. It's just too difficult. It's just too difficult. Maths is too difficult. And so, anything that is handed to you, you just can't handle it. Recently, I told a young man, I said to him, if you say maths is difficult, I don't know where you can work. Everything in life is maths. He said, how? I said, where do you? He said, oh, I can go. I can go anywhere. I can, I can just work at the tills. I said, tills. Tills cry, you, you will be disqualified. Because they're there, that is where maths is practiced. It's practical mathematics at the tills. Because somebody hands you 50 pounds note and buys something for 5p. Yeah, he just gets to the place and whatever he wants to buy, he just realizes, I just only need the plastic bag. It's 5p. He hands you 50. You must produce an instant mental mass there. You don't have calculator to calculate things. You must determine it there. So that is where it's priced. So where do you think you work? If the till you think you, is for everybody, even there is maths. Because if you don't understand how to give the change for 5B from 50 pounds, you will lose your job very soon because you will let your system, you'll be, you'll be giving big, big monies to people. Somebody gives you 50 pounds, purchases something for 5B, and you hand the person 80 pounds. It doesn't matter how much you pray and fast. They will sack you. It's perception. How you perceive yourself. Amen. The moment you tell yourself, I am able, you will soon find out that your mind, your subconscious, begin to control things and to say, you can do it. You are able, you can do it. You can break through. Please come with me to Numbers 13, 28. Thank you. Numbers 13, 28 to 33. Are you alive in the house? Glory be to Jesus. Nevertheless, the Bible says that when they were about to enter the promised land, God inspired Moses to send a recce team, a reconnaissance team. They go and spy out the land. This is, these are all principles of warfare. Amen. 
So all these FBIs and CIAs and all these things, they, they, it's been there. God has his own already. And so Moses selected 12 of them. Out of the 2 million Jews he was leading, he chose 12 Navy SEALs and sent them to go and spy out the land. You have to do a proper assessment, a research of the place that you are going. And the Bible said that when they went, 12 of them, heads of the tribes, they came back and the Bible says that nevertheless, the people we saw who dwell in the land, they are strong. The cities are fortified. And the cities are very, very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak. Anak was a giant. And we saw his descendants. We saw giants also. God, is this the land you want to give to us? The land flowing with milk and honey has got giants in it. Anything God is giving to you is not a no man's land. You have to fight to dislodge an enemy and take possession. And the Bible says that they got there, people who have seen the acts of God, they have seen Red Sea opened, they have seen Egyptians slain, they have seen the move of God, and yet the Bible says they went to spy the land and they saw giants in the land. Cities, beautiful, it has everything. Then they said the Amalekites also were dwelling in the land in the south. The Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites dwell in the mountains. The Canaanites by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. Verse 30. And Caleb, hallelujah, quieted the people. See, these people came, 10 of them, 12 people went to spy the land. 10 of them came and said, we saw giants. We saw stuff. We saw Amalekites. We saw stuff. Even though the land was flowing with milk and honey. In fact, they even had a chance. The Bible says that they, they cut a large part of fruits from the land. And they carried it and brought it. Look at them. They could still have the ability, even in the midst, deep in enemy territory, to cut off fruit and bring it safely. And yet, they, they formed an opinion of themselves. That there are too many enemies in the land. And we are unable to take it. And that's why Caleb decided that it was part of the group that went. Plus Joshua. And the other thing, I've bothered throughout my Christian upbringing. Not, I don't want to learn the name of the other ten. So that they don't influence me. But the Bible says Caleb had all the reports. And he stilled the people. He quieted everybody. He said, shush! Keep quiet, everyone. Before Moses, and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. We are well able to overcome it. It doesn't matter how many giants there are in your land. Anything God is promising you, there will be giants. Every marriage God has promised you by prophecy, there will be some giants there. And you need to dislodge the giant. You can't run away from anything. Every dream, whatever you want to become. You want to become a doctor, you will meet some giants. You meet some giants called anatomy and physiology. You meet internal medicine. You meet surgery. You meet all kinds of things. You want to be a lawyer, you will meet some giants. Big, big books. Latin and Greek combined. 
You will learn wherewithal and whereof. You will hear all those things, but they are giants. You can conquer them. It's only when you tell us, hey, what is this? Hey, seven years. Yes, you can't be until you have gone through the seven years. Until you have gone through everything, it is perception. Joshua said, therefore, all these people you are talking about, we are well able. Let's go up at once, not even next week. Let's go up at once. His perception was different. But the men who had gone up with him, have you seen they all went up together? They went up with him. Ten of them, ladies and gentlemen, the voice of the people is not necessarily the voice of God. The voice of the majority is not necessarily the voice of God. Twelve people went. Ten came. If you vote ten against two, majority carries, isn't it? But in the scheme of things, in the ways of God, and in the ways of life, that ten did not carry the majority. Their perception was wrong. Hallelujah. But they believed it. And look at you, you have the shock. He said, but the men who had gone with him, that's why you need to change association sometimes with the people you work with because their perception can influence your perception. And even though this is a promise of God, I am taking you to a land flowing with milk and honey. There were giants there. There were stronger cities there. There were walls there. But what are giants and walls when God is with you? Perception makes the difference. When God wanted to give Abraham a child, he wanted him to have a positive perception. And so he said to him, I know I have given you this promise, but I know how I created everyone. And if you are going to be successful, your perception is key to work my faith. Therefore, Abraham, come out of your tent. and Look into the sky in the night. Do you see stars? He said, yes. Count them. Say, one, two, three, four. Say, I can't. It's more than, I don't, I don't know how to end it. He said, that's exactly what I'm promising you. This is how your descendants are going to be. I know you don't have any child now, but I'm telling you, yes, you have come, you have a 70, and I'm giving you this promise that your descendants shall be like the stars. And in case you are doubting, come out again. In the daytime when day breaks, come out with me and get to the seaside. I want you to start a mathematics exercise. You can start it anytime and finish anytime. It's an open book. Start counting the sand by the sea. And when he started, I'm sure, by the time he just scoops one in his hands, you don't know which one is one. And he says, this is how your descendants will be. He gave him a mental picture and the way he should perceive himself. And then he said, the next thing is that I want you to change your name. You were called Exalted Father. My promise to you is that you'll be father of many nations. So move from Avram to Abraham. And change the name of your wife. So when you go home, you start calling yourself by that. But the perception is not enough. You must now begin to declare it and begin to see it. So they started calling themselves father of many nations. Mother of many nations. Where is my food? Your food is there. Oh, hello, father of many nations. Mother of many nations. And maybe neighbors might be laughing at them, but they are making declarations of that which they perceived. What have you been perceiving? What do you see? What do you see about yourself? Where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? What do you see about the vision you are dreaming about? What do you see about your church? What do you see about your pastor? All these things have a way to affect your success or failure. And he says, the men that went with him said, we are not able to go up. Hey. Against the people, for they are stronger than us. Stronger than we. 
This is King James English. They are stronger than we. They are stronger. Caleb also went. He also saw the people. But he said, we will take it. And the Bible said, and they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land. The words you hear can help form an opinion. And the opinion that is formed goes into your mind. And it goes into your subconscious. And the things in the subconscious controls the conscious part of you. That's why you must be careful what you put in there. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Because there are three chambers of the mind. The memory, things that take you to the past. Then you have what takes you in the present. And then you have what we call imagination or things that you dream about for the future. So you've got imaginations or perceptions for the future. And then you have got how you see yourself in the now. So the imaginations are for the future. You are imagining great things. You are imagining powerful things. You are imagining failure or you are imagining success. It's for the forward. Then you have got the perception, how you see yourself now. And then you've got the memory, things from the past that come back to you. You know, sometimes you remember some things from the past. And it's so powerful that if you are not careful, you feel like going back. Oh, some of you talk to me. Why are you looking at me righteously like that? Some of you who have been to some discord before, when they play some song, it's a man. Hey, 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 hey. You feel like getting back there. <laughs> One woman of God said that he had prayed and fasted for 30 days. And on the 29th day of the fast, a voice came to him. Some song. Hey! So I realized this song. This song, if I continue to let it meditate, I may go back into the world. Your mind is key. Hallelujah. They gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land. Look at them. It's a land that devours its inhabitants. It's a lie. They saw the children of Anak there. How, if the people have been devoured, how will you find them there? You know, it's like the way the enemy is able to deceive you. Like the Bible says in Proverbs, that the lazy man keeps on saying, there is a lion outside. I can't go. So instead of him to go and look for a job, he's lying down in bed. The Bible says, as a man toss like the hinges of a door from left to right on his bed. Mm, what's the time? Hey, six o'clock. Let me sleep a little bit. Hey. Then he moves to the next and then tosses left and right. And he's tossing left and right. And he's lying on his bed. And he's, now get up and go and do something. Oh, there is a lion on the streets. If I go out, I will be slain by the lion. Imaginary lion. I came to announce you there's no lion on the street. They are all in the zoo. Get up and do something. In Jesus' name. Say, if I try it, I will die. Try it and die. And let it be written on your tombstone. He attempted to be president and he died. That is even an achievement. Those who have not tried it cannot. Cannot have that written on their tombstone. Think. The Bible says, 
It devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great strength, great stature. They are strong. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, who came from among the, the giants. <laughs> Look at them. And there we saw them, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Let's all take that again. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Can we all repeat that statement? Oh, you haven't eaten this morning? Were you afraid you will make a mistake? You see your perception again. I want you to lift your voice aloud and read it aloud. One, two, go. Do you understand the import of this statement? He said, the way we perceived ourselves, that's exactly how the enemy saw us. We were like grasshoppers. You that has the spirit of God, God is with you. You have gone to the land undetected. And then you said, you were like a grasshopper. How many of you have seen grasshopper before? There are a few people who have had ministry from Africa have seen grasshopper. We have to bring grasshopper here and give it to some people to handle. Angela, can you handle grasshopper? I'll get you a grasshopper. Madeline, you, I'll give you grasshopper to handle. Grasshopper. We were like grass. Have you seen grasshopper? It hops on grass. In our own sight, a man of God, full of the spirit of God, God is with you and you declare you are a grasshopper. May the Lord deliver grasshopper Christians today. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You look at the cause and say, I am a grasshopper before this law cause. Who told you so? I'm a grasshopper before this, this work, this, oh, this job, oh my God. I, yeah, it's very nice. I really, I really wanted to be an accountant, but the cause. Listen, you are well able. Amen. I said you are well able. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. He says we were like grasshoppers. So because we saw ourselves as grasshoppers, our enemies also saw us like that. Because the moment you perceive yourself as a man thinks, the moment they thought they were grasshoppers, they started behaving like grasshoppers. They started becoming timid. At the, at the, at the sound of a foot, the grasshopper runs. Have you, have you, those of you who have had experience with grasshoppers and we have been to some fields and you've been to some, some grassland and some bushes, and the moment you see them, you do that and then they, they hop. And you know that they are, they are nothing before a decimal point. You can kill them at any time. You are not afraid of them. That's the difference, isn't it? The difference between someone from Africa or some parts of the world where you see all this wildlife and the person who was born in this country hasn't seen any of these things. You haven't seen goats before. When you see goats, you think you have seen a wild beast. Flies, then they are running. Man. Spiders. We live with them. They share their bedroom with you. If you are fortunate enough, you have lizards in the room. Depending on where you come from. Wall gecko, mouse, cockroaches. Man. And we were not afraid of them. Why? Because we had a mental fortitude that this is an animal. I am a human being. 
he calmed down everything against me. So sometimes when I see my boys running away, I say, hey, stand there. Don't embarrass the Hansisaki family, for we don't run before an animal. Stand there and kill it. Daddy, come and kill it. I'm not coming. Kill it there. Otherwise, you will leave your bedroom. It will stay there with you. If you open the window, it will come in. Why are you running from a spider? What is a spider? Spider? Maswa? Where we come from, what is a spider? Spider. Look at the name itself. Spider. We don't fear spider. If you fear spider, it's the perception you have been given. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Fear cockroaches. Ah, cockroach. The impudence of a cockroach. We don't fear them. Glory be to Jesus. See, the way when you hit the grass, you see grasshopper hops. He's afraid of you. He said, that's what we were. You see, the moment we start thinking we're grasshoppers, when we saw the people, we say, Caleb, are they coming? And meanwhile, God says, I'll be with you when you go through the fires. And yet, you are telling yourself, hey, hey, they are coming to kill us. We are only 12 here. Look at them. Meanwhile, Elijah will say, but those that are, be with, those that are with us, they are more than those that are in the world. It's the perception. It's the perception. And because we started chickening out like that, they saw us like that. The moment you perceive yourself to be a failure, the enemy will see it. And he will take advantage of you. He will push thoughts into you. He will tell you you're a failure. You can't rise above this. You are going to fail. You are wasting your parents' money in this university. You are, you are, you are going to fail. Don't you realize you're a failure? In your family, who has ever manufactured a bicycle tire? Stay there. you see how you fail. Look at you, black man. And they'll say all those things to you. And you are believing it. Shake yourself as a lion. For the lion of the tribe of Judah lives in you. Your perception is key. So that is how we were in their side. Change the perception from today. Change your mindset from today. Greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. Nothing must defeat you in life. Unless you yourself tell yourself, I'm defeated. The interesting thing is that the thing you're afraid of is already afraid of you. But it's not showing it. It's only when you give the indication that you're afraid, then they take advantage of you. May the Lord help us. In Jesus' name. He said, this is how we were in their sight. How you see yourself is how the enemy will see you. And you see, the next thing I want you to do is that your ability to see what God wants you to see is the key to your next dimension. May the Lord open your eyes. That you will see what God wants you to see. In Jesus' name. You have come into this land. You have come into this earth. This is God's promised land for you. He's taking you to a bigger place. He's taking you to a place of greatness. If you keep on telling yourself, we are unable to do it, then so shall it be. In fact, if you read the account thoroughly, where we read, you'll find out that Joshua and Caleb said, these people, they are bred before us. So you see, 10 of them said, we were grasshoppers. Joshua and Caleb used another language. So we, we are able. Those guys you are calling giants, they are bread. Bread is the cheapest thing you can find. People kick it on the street. When they eat and some remnant of it remain, they just kick it. Say, so you said they are giants. My perception of them is that they are bread. They are bread before us. Their strength has departed from them. Our God is with us. 
and this one's their God is not stronger than our God. Let us go up at once and possess the land. Because the Bible told us that because of the statement of those people, throughout the night, the people wept. They cried and told Moses, let's go back. Have you seen how words can affect your perception? This morning I came to ask you, who has been talking to you? When Adam and Eve sinned and God visited the garden that evening, and he said, Adam, where are you? Adam said, when we heard your voice, we fled because we were naked. Did you realize the response from God? God said to him, who told you you were naked? Who has been talking to you? Who told you that you were naked? You've been naked all along. Who made you aware of it? You've been naked all along. You never ran away from me. Somebody brought your attention to the fact that you are naked. Who has been talking to you? Anyone who has been talking to you is influencing your opinion of yourself and the dream that you have set for yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, your perception will influence your next level. How do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? Jeremiah 1.11, thank you, Spirit of God. Are you being blessed this morning? Tell somebody, it was good you came. Tell the person, it was good I woke you up to come. If, if you really woke the person up. Tell the person, you see that you were about to sleep today and give another excuse for not coming. You see that it was good that you came. It's good. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? Have you seen it there? God wanted to give him an assignment. He comes and asks him, what do you see? And the Bible says, Jeremiah said, I see a branch of an almond tree. And look at God's response. Next verse, verse 12. Then the Lord said to him, you have seen well. And because you have seen well, I'm ready to perform my word. Hallelujah. If you see yourself in the way God sees you, it will hasten the divine plan for your life. It will fast track it in Jesus' name. Otherwise, you'll be doing what God has not asked you to do because you are afraid. He said, what do you see? This morning, I came to ask you, what do you see about yourself? What do you see about the church that God has placed you in? What do you see? Because it will affect your attitude towards the church. Because everywhere God places us, there is a dimension of blessing there for us. The Bible says, they that be planted in the house, a particular house of God, they shall flourish in the courts of our God. Your flourishing is linked up to where God places you. God will place a pastor in your life. That pastor is the one ordained to bless you. And that's why your perception is important. If you perceive him to be an ordinary guy, fine, you'll get ordinariness. Those who come and perceive him as a man of God, receive from the depths of the oil that is on him. Are you here? And when God calls a man, just like Moses and Elijah and the others, they may not have houses, but they have what it takes to bring you houses. Because for them, they are messengers carrying the unctions of God to bring you. So it is your perception that determines the blessing. The anointing you respect is the anointing that will bless you. 
The anointing you honor is the anointing that will bless you. That's how God has ordained it. That's why God also said, honor father and mother, your days will be long. He didn't say honor father and mother so long as they have got mansions. Whether they have houses or not, once they give birth to you, honor them. Are you here? Are you here? Honor them. They may do things you don't agree with, but remember, heaven is never going to back you for rebelling against a father or a mother. Eternally, it is established. You must be wise. And don't cut short your days. Satan has been waiting. He will create circumstances to provoke. And the moment you provoke and the father speaks something, it gives the devil the right to begin to access you and to present a petition before the throne of God and say, your word says that if he dishonors father and mother, his days must not be long. Are you here? So there are certain principles. So it doesn't matter how your mother looks and your father looks. The scripture says, honor them. Honor them. Do your part. Let God deal with them. Are you here? You can't continue to say, oh, they, they maltreated me. They molested me. My father did this. And look, honor. Let God deal with them. Amen. It's not your place to fight them. If you fight them, God will fight you. It is an anointing. And you can never be equal to a father. Neither will you be equal to a mother. If you think your mother has two children, so you also decide to have children to be equal to him or her, you will soon find out. You get pregnant. Let the baby come out. As soon as the baby cries out, your mother does not need a David. She becomes grandmother. She doesn't need to swear any oath or stand in any court. She is elevated immediately to the status of grandmother or grandfather. You let your child you have given birth to also give her because you want to be grand. You too, you see. When your child gives birth, your mother or father moves straight. Great grandfather. You can never be equal to them. Are you here? Perception. Perceive them as agents that God eternally determined to carry the necessary combination of genes to bring you to this world. Honor them. Honor them. How you perceive your parents will determine the blessing that will come to you. They may be poor in the village, but honor them. Amen. Because it's only fathers who carry what it takes to bless. Brothers don't bless. Sisters don't bless. It's fathers who bless. And that's why in the house of God, honor the man of God. Because oh, he has the power to bless. No brother can bless you. No other sisters and brothers can bless you. The power to bless is given to a father. Perceive properly. What do you see? What do you see? If you see an ordinary man whose roots are in Jamestown, British Accra, whose name is also James, and you have heard all kinds of false accusations against him, and it affects your reception of his ministry, you will just be there and dry out. May you perceive right in the name of Jesus. The Lord said you have seen so well Therefore, I'm ready now to perform. I pray that you will see well. You will see what he said well. May you see what God is saying about you. May you see where God is pointing at. And the way to see what God is seeing is to look into his face. And to look into his face is prayer. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why Paul knew this thing in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 to 18. When new believers 
were growing up in the church in Philippi, Paul's daily prayer topic was key. He said, wherefore also, when I heard Ephesians 1, 15 to 18, therefore also after I heard of your faith in the Lord and the love for all the believers, I did not stop giving thanks to God for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That's verse 17. That is a prayer topic. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Your eyes must be enlightened to see and to understand. He says so that you will know. Your eyes must be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of this calling. Otherwise, Satan will talk you back to square one. Otherwise, somebody will tell you, oh, but why have you joined that church? Oh, but are you crazy? This Paul guy, he was an ex-medra. Do you know that he was an ex-medra? But the Bible said, you don't need to educate God about the guy he was calling on the way to Damascus. He knew that he organized the death of Stephen, but God have said I will have mercy upon whom I have mercy it's not your place to judge God's servant it is God's place and who knows that God had already forgiven him and give him the opportunity to lead his people that's why he called Moses at the burning bush he knew that guy was an ex-medrer but he still used him to open seas it's how you perceive your Moses and how you perceive your Paul he said Paul prayed for them that your eyes should be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of this calling. May your eyes be enlightened that you know the hope of your place as a believer. In the name of Jesus. What is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the believers? Glory be to Jesus. When you have this understanding, your attitude towards church will change. That was what he was praying for. He knew that if they get the wrong perception, they will miss out on God. They'll miss out on the availability for service in the house of God. They'll miss out on all those things. Hallelujah. Psalm 13, verse 3 to 4, and I end the message. That is a prayer point. <coughs> Psalm 13, verse 3 to 4. What are you seeing? May you not be a looker from today. May you be a seer. The difference between looking and seeing is that looking is gazing at things. But seeing is perceiving and recognition. Recognizing what others don't recognize. That is why sometimes people say, Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm looking, but I can't see. Have you used that word before? That expression before? I'm looking, but I can't see. That's, that's the God word for it. I am looking at the thing, but I can't see. So there's a difference between looking and seeing. May you not be a looker. May you be a seer. In the name of Jesus. May when you look at things, may you perceive things. David said, consider and hear me. Oh my God. Enlighten my eyes. So that I don't sleep the sleep of death. A lot of us are sleeping the sleep of death. You are sleeping and thinking that the days are not moving. But the days are moving. Very soon you are growing old. You can't see it. It's only when your birthday comes that you realize that, hey, Charlie, I am no longer 16. But it all depends on how you perceive it again. 
The moment you realize that you are 40 and you tell yourself, hey, I am an old woman, so shall it be. But when you see yourself like Caleb saw himself at the age of 85, when they finally entered the promised land, he sent a message to Joshua and said, Joshua, give me this mountain. Let me possess it. Then he said, for I remember that when I and you, Joshua, and the rest went to the land and we came, Moses gave us a promise that we will inherit the land and that this place will be mine. This is a mountainous area, very fortified. And Caleb said, I feel the same way I felt when we were at 40. When Moses sent us to the land to spy out the land, I see myself in the same way. Give me this mountain. I will conquer it. And Joshua said, have it. And the Bible says, Caleb gathered his men. At the age of 85, he stopped that territory, dealt with the enemy, and took the place. Perception. I said perception. 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 So that my enemy will not say that we have prevailed against him. Your enemy will prevail against you when you have the wrong perception. So David said, I pray, enlighten my eyes so that I don't sleep the sleep of death. Today, I want you to lift your voice and pray that, Lord, enlighten my eyes. Enlighten my eyes. How do you see yourself? So that those who trouble me will not rejoice when I am moved. May there be a change of perception. I don't know whether I minister to you this morning. But I pray that you open your mouth and begin to pray. How do you see yourself? How do you see where God has planted you? How do you see yourself in the family? Your family may be the poorest of all. And look at it and say there's no way. But can you start seeing yourself like a Joseph? And for all that you know, this is the only reason why you were born into the family. To be the one to redeem the family out of that situation. Why do you want to die with them? In the same situation you came to find it. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I came to awaken somebody this morning. I came to awaken you from that mindset. Deprogram yourself from that mindset and tune it in the right direction. In the mighty name of Jesus. Can I hear some people pray? Rise up and pray. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In the next five minutes, I just want you to lift your voice and pray, Lord, voice and pray, Lord, voice and pray, Lord. This has been a broadcast of Green Pastures with Bishop James Hansen Saki of the Christ Church International Group of Churches located in the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Ghana, and USA. For further information, please contact us on telephone plus 44-7376-355-621 on the web www.christchurches.org, Facebook Christ Church International, Christ Church, changing lives, fulfilling destinies on the foundation of God's Word.